Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org students. And we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Watermark Students Podcast. This is our last episode of this season, season eight, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. My name is Will McElroy. I'm going to be your host today, and I'm joined with two students and then our special guest. But let me introduce the students to you first. So today I'm joined with Jackson Martin. Hey, I'm Jackson. Jackson. I'm senior at Pierce. I'm in swim. Okay. And yeah. where are you planning to go next year for uh, college? I'm planning to go to A&M. A&M. Yeah. Okay. Let's go, man. And then our other student is Anna Jacobs. What's up, Anna? Hey, I'm Anna. I'm also a senior at Pierce and I'm a pace setter. Okay. Let's go. And then Dream School would also be A&M? Yes. Right? Also okay. A&M. Okay. Man, that's exciting. And then our special guest today is Sally Clark. What's up, Sally? Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So, Sally, you tell us a little bit about yourself. Were you you were a former were you a former Watermark student? I yes, I was. So I grew up in Dallas. I went to Lake Highlands, graduated from there, then went off to A and M. Then after A and M, went to grad school at Dallas Theological Seminary. Um, and that's where I got my counseling degree. And so currently I am a counselor and LPC at Sparrow House Counseling. Um, and I primarily work on the child and adolescent team. So work with kids, parents, teenagers um, with anxiety, depression, eating disorders and like behavior issues okay, that's for younger awesome. kids. And did you I'm remembering this just as you're saying now, did you come to D-Town one time and do like a little panel or something? In oh, there? yes, I did. Yes, I did. I've done like a an eating yeah. disorder. OK, here yeah, as well. that was when yeah. was that? That was two years ago. Years OK, ago. Yeah. 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 I remember you. Go, did y'all go to that one? No, but some no. of my friends. Did. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, anyways, Sally, thank you for joining us. Anna Jackson, same. I'm excited. We're going to. I mean, exactly what, I mean, Sally, you guys can probably guess. And what what we're going to talk about today is mental health, because, look, we've all seen the statistics of just the rise in mental health for various reasons. And um, I think we'll mention that of just like the root behind that and what to do about that. But we know that this is this something that is, um, man, is defining this day and age among students is anxiety, depression, other mental illnesses. And uh, Jackson and Anna have a lot of great questions that they wrote down that we just wanted to ask the ex- expert here, ask a licensed professional counselor of just uh, what what Sally's seen. And just uh, as a believer, as someone who's also a licensed professional counselor and just a faithful abiding follower of Christ of just how should we uh, as students and as parents and as Christians just respond to this rise um, and this this mental health I don't know. Would you would you call it a crisis, Sally, to some degree? Yeah, or? I really. Yeah, I probably would call it that. Yeah. And so how should we respond to this, whether you know someone or whether you are someone that is in the midst of this? We we really hope this will be a helpful episode to you. But again, I I'm all I am is the host today. I'm going to be helping move the conversation along. But really, uh, this episode will be driven by our guests. And so uh, Anna Jackson, they wrote several questions for for Sally. And so, Jackson, I think you have the first one, mm-hmm. right? So why don't you just uh, let us let, let Sally know what your first question was? Okay, so Sally, how normal is it for students to struggle with mental health? Yeah, so in today's fallen world, it's very common. So everyone can struggle with it. 
to some degree, right? Just like everybody gets sick. So there are many components as to why somebody might wrestle with it more than others. Um, That could include genetics, even like personality and nature versus nurture component. In working with kids and teenagers, we know that our brains aren't fully developed um, until the age of 25 or even later. So we learn thinking patterns very early on. And so if we're not, or if we believe these like maladapted maladaptive um, thinking patterns and we're not aware of them, then we're going to wrestle with like certain beliefs about ourselves and then start to believe those things to be true and maybe even operate out of those beliefs. So COVID also didn't help anything just like with isolation. Um, It didn't help anxiety, depression, addiction, eating disorders. Um, And we aren't or like we're meant to be around people. And so isolation from one another just didn't help the mental health crisis. And I think we're still even paying for some of those effects today Mm -hmm. yeah and then anna jackson i was just thinking of you guys of just what have what have y'all seen in schools and in your life of just i mean how how often is it that one of your peers may bring up this idea of mental health how often is it mentioned in schools today yeah i think it's very common for peers to struggle with depression and anxiety and especially like my peers anxiety is a big one But um, for it to like be brought up is a little bit more of a taboo topic just because we don't want people to know that we're struggling with these things and just like reaching out for help makes it real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I say in my group, like our group has a community group. And so we like, it's not uncommon for one of us to bring it up. But like outside of that, I don't know if anyone would bring that up. Yeah. Just the. There might be a stigma around yeah, that, yeah. yeah, which I think we'll talk about a little bit, a little bit. And then also, Sally, I know I want to get back to their questions, but when we say mental health, I feel like we always leap to like depression, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, but you also mentioned like you're, you primarily work with eating disorders and like what else, yeah. like would you, I mean, I'm sure there's hundreds, but what are maybe the big things you would define or place under yeah. the umbrella of mental health? Yeah. So I think, yeah, like you said, the most common things that people jump to are like anxiety, depression, um, any addiction. So like substance abuse would be one. Um, OCD, so like obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. I would say that's another really big one. Um, eating disorders, um, just like even behavior concerns, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Those would probably be the things that we see the most. Social anxiety. There's, I mean, anxiety has a lot of things in yeah. and of itself yeah. too, yeah. but yeah. 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 So there's a lot of lot of nuance there for, sure. for how to define all of these. But uh, Anna, you had a, another question for Sally, right? Yes. So it's really easy to spiral into negative thoughts. So my question is, how can we tell the difference between anxiety and overthinking or sadness versus depression? Yeah. So um, anxiety, I would even say has it's a big spectrum, right? There's like a lot of things that can fall under anxiety. So anxiety most of the time is like an overestimation of the problem and an underestimation of ourselves. And so it can make functioning in a healthy way extremely difficult. So one thing that I would even kind of point out, anxiety a lot of times tells us something bad's going to happen and keeps us stuck in like a loop over and over, kind of like a roller coaster. So it's a lot of what if questions, fear, uneasiness, playing out future scenarios in our head, It also tends to be like persistent and can often even be like paralyzing. And usually we'll jump from like topic to topic or just like it's kind of like whack-a-mole. It can be we can be anxious about this and then that kind of goes away and we are anxious about this. We also can experience a lot of physical symptoms. So like increased heart rate, 
we get really hot, stomach aches, headaches, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I'd say it's like more persistent and can sometimes be paralyzing. Overthinking, I think we all overthink at times. So even we can like more easily move on from it though. So I even think back to when I was like in high school, I'm like, oh my gosh, should I wear this shirt or this shirt? And it's like, I overthought that, but it was not a huge deal. Um, it's not like as paralyzing. And I want everyone to know, like not everyone who overthinks has anxiety. Cause I think we all can overthink honestly, sometimes every day. Um, and then sadness and depression, I would say sadness is something that kind of comes and go. We're all going to feel sad at times. That's like a part of being human. I mean, honestly, all of these emotions are parts of being human. Um, but it can be like more momentary, I would say. So even like a friend hurting our feelings or us like not making a certain team that we want to make or grieving the loss of a loved one. Um, that kind of would fall under the sadness category. And then depression is not always caused by like a specific scenario or event. So it's going to be something that's like more persistent. It's like a state of sadness and we don't sometimes even know why we're sad. And so it's more of a loss of like hopelessness or even a loss of interest in activities or lack of motivation, things that like we used to really find enjoyable. We don't find enjoyable anymore. And so it feels more a persistent state than just like a we can trace it back to like one specific thing, I'd say. And there's like a chemical element to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I So you, so you mentioned this like chemical element mm-hmm. and, and a lot of other things in there. And that kind of made me think to my next question is, um, and, and we'll start with you guys and then Jackson, of just what what's the cause? What, what do y'all think is the cause of mental health? And the reason I follow that up with your chemical element is because I know there's so much nuance there that. I'm sure we're mm-hmm. still discovering and still learning. Um, professionals are still discovering and learning. But um, I also think that, you know, Anna Jackson, like you guys, as y'all look around, you could probably point to some some causes as well. And so I want to start with you. Y'all answered that question. What's the cause of this mental health crisis in y'all's perspective? And then, Sally, maybe you followed that up with just, I mean, your thoughts as a, a professional. Uh, so kind of what Sally said was like COVID was a big thing. And like everyone was like isolated and alone during that time. And I would also say like social media, like the rise of that and like comparing yourself to others and just like seeing everybody else like having fun or something. So there's like the big ones, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Comparison is a big one and social media and like the comparison that comes from that and just trying to always like. Like, oh, I want people to think that I have the best life. And so I'm going to post this on social media, but then I'm going to look at mine compared to someone else. And then it just goes from there mm-hmm. and spiral and everything. Yeah. What would you think, Sally? Yeah. I mean, y'all touched on the comparison. Like I was even touching on earlier, there's genetic components sometimes to um, to people like kind of wrestling with mental health. There's, yeah, COVID didn't help anything. Um, social media has not helped anything. I think in particular to like the eating disorder world as well mm-hmm. of just a lot of comparison. Um, and yeah, and also just like the way that we grow up occasionally, like the way that our parents have raised us. There's a lot of different factors that yeah. can play into it. Um, but y'all touched on some some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's right for, and this is a question for you, Sally, is it right for us to point so much of the blame at social media? Cause at least in my, in my circle, I feel like all the, that is the, would y'all agree? I feel like that's the number one, like 
thing that gets blamed for anxiety, depression, eating disorder? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely has not helped anything. Yeah. So it would, be, <laughs> it would yeah. definitely be one of the top causes, I would say, yeah. just for, yeah, what's going on in today's world. Yeah. For what it's worth, not that yeah. matters. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But, um, okay, why don't y'all ask whatever question y'all had next? Uh, yeah, so... When would you recommend someone to go to go to a professional like a month, a couple months, a year? Like when would somebody like go to you for help? Yeah. So I would say if you find yourself in a place where you're either like struggling to function or maybe even can't really understand what exactly is going on or even interested in getting like a different objective perspective, then it could be helpful to have somebody kind of come in and speak into that. Um, I think also when we start avoiding things that are really important to us or things that we really value, um, or I'll just use anxiety or depression, if those things kind of even start to impact our lives on a daily basis, um, it can also be helpful to get a different perspective. Or even like coping from difficulties in life with unhealthy choices. So examples could even be like not wanting to go to school or wanting to like skip certain social events or not hang out with friends anymore. Or maybe not even wanting to leave our house or even I think this one, like a strong negative self-talk about ourselves of even like, I can't believe I messed up on this. And like, we can't get out of that thinking pattern. So we all believe core beliefs, kind of like I was touching on earlier about ourselves. And they kind of tend to fall under these like three categories, such as one of them is like, I'm unlovable. The next category would even be like, I'm incompetent or I'm morally bad. And then the third one it's kind of like I live in a dangerous world and I'm not safe. So like even if we start operating out of those beliefs and even start like functioning in that kind of way, it can be helpful to kind of seek help. Therapy also can just help us translate how we feel, help us identify the feelings that are coming up, be like a safe place to process maybe truths about ourselves, and also even apply God's word into real life situations. And I think too, I just want to touch on like therapy isn't a place that like should replace community, but it can be used like in conjunction mm-hmm. with one another. Mm-hmm. All right. My next question is, so we've always been taught to like put our full trust in the Lord and like he's got us. So does taking medication or seeing a therapist mean that I'm not fully trusting God? That's, so that's a heavy one. Yeah. yeah, it's a heavy header, but it's Which, a good can question. I, why, can you maybe explain, you wrote this question, mm-hmm. right? Like what? I, I maybe you did a little bit, but why? Yeah, why did you ask this question? I mean, it's just like medication. Like it is a good thing, but then also it's like, like what I said. We've always been told like God, like He will cover it, and so it's like a little bit confusing in that way. It's like, do we lean on both, or just like should we put more into God than medication? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I would say that all truth is God's truth. And so medication and psychology can be helpful tools when necessary. Um, I don't see therapy or medication alone as like the answer to any of our problems. Um, Kind of just think about like if we were to break our leg, and you've probably heard this example before, but like if we were to break our leg, we're not just going to like not do anything about it, right? Like we're going to go to the doctor, we're going to get a cast, we're going to also maybe do physical therapy or something, whatever's going on with it. And so I can even view medication and a therapist as like the same way for our brains. And so sometimes needing a little extra help to get us firing more effectively. So when we look at God's word, we're instructed to fight sin. We're not 
told to fight his grace. And so even knowing that like, hey, medication is a common grace to all of us. And so our brains, our bodies, they're broken, they're fractured, and we're not firing effectively um, because of the fall. And so medication can sometimes help our brain appropriately interpret whatever the situation might be. Um, but if we're only putting like our, our hope and our trust in medication or in a therapist, like we're going to be disappointed because those things are going to fail us as well. So even knowing that like, Hey, there are things that can be done before medication is even talked about, or, you know, there are things that we can talk about before that. But I think it's important to like consult and talk with people that are believers and that share like very similar worldviews as us. So asking questions, like being curious um, and thoughtful about whatever's going on, bringing other people in, whether that means bringing them into your counseling session or whether if that's your parents or people in your community group or whatever that looks like. Um, I think it's important, like God wants to meet us where we're at and he's always going to use our hard things to create resilience and strengthen us. And um, he's going to redeem the things that we've been through. And so we don't have to let like these lies and worry have power to like define who we are because that job belongs to God who loves us and delights in us on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such a great answer. I, I think maybe to sum it up, tell me if y'all agree with this. I think that there is a godly way to take medication and seek help, see, see a therapist. I also think that there is a sinful way to take medication and see therapists. Like I think it is, it really is a, a one of those things of how, how you do it. And I think what you said, Sally, was a is great advice for anyone that is maybe considering if if they should do it, of just your your hope is is not gonna be found in in anything other than God. But that doesn't mean that God has not extended his provision to be found through medication and therapists. Like I think of Philippians 419, which is, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And I think some people need to go to therapy. Like that is, you know, and I think that's God's provision for some people. And so, um, great answer, Sally, but Jackson. Yeah. So what role does the church have to play in regard to mental health? Another good question. <laughs> yeah, they're asking you the <laughs> yeah, hard ones. So, yeah. Um, no, I think that, yeah, the church plays a big role in it. And I think that at times the church has done a disservice in a way. And I think that now the church is also wanting to learn and wanting to grow. And I would say just like in learning, yes, more about mental health and all of that. So I would say one thing is just to grow in education. So like learning more about whatever the mental health struggle is and being very curious, um, it also can just be helpful to know when to refer out and have a list of, I don't know, like I was saying earlier, like trusted people that you know are going to like speak truth by weaving in God's word and also maybe psychology and what that looks like too. And so even learning to like model community and how to be present in suffering and know that it's also might be a really long road for people. I think sometimes just as humans, we like a quick fix. And so knowing that like, hey, Somebody's struggling and I'll use OCD as an example. Someone's struggling with OCD. It's not going to be like a very quick fix or a quick thing that's going to happen overnight. And so knowing like, hey, we need to be like really thoughtful, even in the advice that we give people um, and what wisdom we are. So even 
being like, hey, do I as a believer, like, do I have a good understanding of whatever's going on? And so if not like humbling ourselves and like researching more on maybe how to best care for that individual. So it's not always as easy as just like prayer and memorizing scripture and reading our Bible more. Sometimes that actually can even be more of a disservice if we're like not totally aware of what's going on. And so it's valuable to recognize like there's a difference between sin. Like, is this really a sin issue or is this something that's like a suffering that they have, they like really can't help. Like I was mentioning about OCD, is this an intrusive thought? They can't help that they have intrusive thoughts, but they can like, they can learn tools and stuff to learn how to cope with that and think in a different way. So I think even knowing like God's word and prayer and memorizing scripture are all means of grace. And so even knowing like, Hey, it's meant to connect us like back to the Lord, but sometimes even just like I was saying, humbling ourselves and educating Mm -hmm. ourselves on what exactly it's like, we have to be flexible thinkers, bendable brains. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you're like, I think maybe one of the worst things at least to me, one of the words, if someone came up to me and was like, man, I'm struggling with anxiety, like it, it may not be the best thing for me to quote Philippians four to six and seven at them, right? Like, do <laughs> yeah. not be anxious about anything, bro. Like, you're yeah. Good. Oh yeah. When someone's yeah. like, oh, don't be anxious. Like, yeah, I've never thought of that before. Yeah. Like I've tried. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that verse, that doesn't mean that verse isn't any less true or helpful, mm-hmm. but I mean, yes, I think that is where the, the gift of discernment comes into play. I'm just mm-hmm. like, of knowing when to say when and what to say, uh, what, what God, uh, wants you to say. Uh, and Jackson, I mean, you guys are, I mean, y'all are the church, you know, how would you guys say as kind of back to that first question I asked you guys of just, are you seeing your, your peers, um, struggle with anxiety and mental health? And again, I know y'all Jackson even mentioned that in your community group, that that's something you guys mention is I'm sure just struggling with anxious thoughts at times, but how would y'all, whether you have in the past or haven't, but how would you guys respond to, to someone who may be struggling with anxious thoughts or depressive thoughts or just OCD or mental health in general? How would y'all respond? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I also have community and it's really easy. Like we've known each other for a long time just to depend on each other. And um, I'm a big listener. So I was just like, I think people can come to me and just talk. And I think it's good just to just to listen to someone because sometimes that's like what they need just like a like a ear to talk to mm-hmm. and just um as like a christian just knowing like i can back my word words up with like god's word and that can be more dependable than just my own word yeah would you have anything jackson yeah so i've had a couple of friends struggle like in our community group and outside and i think the biggest thing just like always being there for him for like these people and like whatever they need, just be like, yeah, I got you. Or saying like, Hey, if you need to talk, like I'm here and just kind of like what Anna said, just like listening to them and just like help them process like what they're mm-hmm. going through. Yeah. Yeah. Proverbs eighteen thirteen says, um, I had it pulled up right here. It says if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. And so, I mean, that verse, I think is just what both of you guys said, like, man, Sometimes before you even get an answer or advice or a Bible verse, like, listen, just listen. Um, so that's, that's so good. Um, but you guys have one more question for Sally, and then I have one mm-hmm. more question for, for all of you guys. So, Anna, why don't you ask this last question? Yes. My last question for you is what would be the best way to help a friend who is struggling with their mental health? 
Yeah. So I think one thing is just to recognize that we can't mend or fix or take away any pain or suffering that's kind of going on. So it's not our job to be the hero and be the fixer in their life. That's the Lord's job. Um, And the Lord's always going to meet us where we're at. And I think too, like we can model that by meeting other people where they're at as well. So even being like, Hey, I think it's also just important to be like, Hey, I sometimes don't know what to say to you, but I'm still going to be here and sit with you in this time. Um, Also even asking like the Lord to help us grow in empathy if it's difficult to relate or understand to whatever's happening. So maybe like just step into their shoes and think, okay, I don't understand what you're going through, but I want to learn. I want to grow in this area. So educate yourself, whether that's through other leaders or resources or books or articles or podcasts, whatever it might be. But like y'all mentioned before, just show up and be a listening ear. Um, Be curious, ask people questions Uh, meet them where they're at. And I think too, graciously pointing them back to God's word as you see fit. So also knowing like, Hey, preach to yourself and to them, the truth of the gospel, your center telling another center what's that there's hope and there's security and there's joy and there's peace that is found in the Lord. But knowing that like, Hey, everyone's got something and this just happens to be there something. And you have something as well, um, as do I. So I think it's just important for us to like, yeah, meet people where they are and sit with them mm-hmm. and whatever's happening. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Last question for you guys, Anna and Jackson. Um, what would, what do you wish parents could understand about what it is like to be a teenager nowadays? And I think the reason I ask that is just, I, I can imagine as maybe th- there's parents. I know there's a lot of parents that listen to this podcast and I think parents should be a student of their student. And so I think, I think, yeah, I, I I know when I was a kid, my parents would pull the, man, I used to be a, a teenager too, mm-hmm. you know, I yep. used to be like, I understand what it's like. And I was just like, no, you don't, like, you don't know what it's like. And, and I mean, to some extent, it's true. Like they, some things stay the same forever. Uh, some things are different. So what would y'all, what do you guys wish that your parents, teachers, coaches, <laughs> youth pastors <laughs> could understand <laughs> about what it's like to be a, a teenager? So, yeah, I think it is true that, like, they were a teenager, so they know a lot about it, and they're, like, out the other side. But it's also, like, a different generation now, and, like, phones and, like, social media. And, like, even if we can't put, like, all the blame on that for mental health, like, it's still a big factor that they didn't have when they were kids. Mm-hmm. So, like, like being aware of that and, like, understanding that, mm-hmm. I think, would help adults, like, understand mental health better and yeah. students. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree, but also just, like, they went through hard things, but we are going through different hard things, so sometimes it's harder to compare. And then also, I know we, like, were kind of bashing social media earlier, but also it's not, like, the whole problem necessarily, Mm -hmm. and, like, good things can come from it, so it's not, like, the worst thing in the world to, Mm -hmm. like, have social media. Yeah. Yeah, do you feel like some parents overreact? to social media yes I think some like for sure do because they're just like they brought up like they were brought up not using it so they're so used to it mm-hmm. but like it's just like how we were brought up like using social mm-hmm. media yeah yeah it's good um man guys this was a great great episode I appreciate both of you guys coming on with with great questions Sally thank you for answering the hard questions the yeah. the heavier questions <laughs> and uh, man I really do hope that um, this is helpful to whoever is listening whether it's students or parents or um, 
yeah, whoever's listening, I, I think that some some highlights for me, just as Sally shared, that it's like it's okay to to ask for help and to seek help and um, to still put that ho- help in its proper perspective and knowing that God is ultimately where our hope is found, but that He gives us in His providence and sovereignty and goodness resources uh, like Sally to to help us and to to care for us and guide us. And so, um, guys, thank you again uh, for coming on. This is our final episode of the season, so we will be back starting in. February with the next season and the next batch of episodes. So uh, again, guys, thank y'all for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having. Thanks for hosting. Yeah, Yeah. everyone, have a great week. We'll see you in February. Bye.